0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So, which of the two miracles in tonight's gospel lesson from St. Luke do you consider to be the more amazing? The first one or the second? not a trick question. There really are two in there, maybe more. We just have to move our eyes and our thoughts away from our undue obsession with the physical things of life and turn them to the spiritual. The first miracle is the healing that our Lord Jesus provides to the ten men who suffered from leprosy. Their flesh, just like ours, was in the process of deterioration. It was just happening to them at a more noticeable rate and much more rapidly. And they were probably suffering far more physical discomfort than we usually do. But make no mistake, until Jesus comes again to rescue and to restore our bodies on the last day, we will continue to go the way of all flesh, eventually succumbing to the effects of living in a fallen and sinful world. The second miracle, the one that is hidden from most people's view, is the change in the heart of that one man who returned to worship Jesus. He brought both words and actions of thanksgiving for the great blessing that he had received in his healing. Now whether or not you've ever had a serious health problem and whether or not that problem has been healed by the loving touch of God's hand, that second miracle has taken place in your life. I say that with confidence on account of the very simple fact that you were here this evening. While many sit in restaurants and bars filling themselves with passing things, you came here to be filled with eternal things. While some are frantically wrapping up their work tonight so that they can enjoy a long weekend, you came here trusting that Jesus has completed the most important work of all. You were led to begin this national holiday of giving thanks by receiving once again both the reminders and the very real blessings of those things for which we should be most thankful of all. Almost all Americans will observe Thanksgiving tomorrow in some way that is at least slightly different from a normal Thursday. A lesser number, however, will even pause to contemplate the good things in their lives for which they are to be thankful. A smaller number still will acknowledge that these things have been provided to them and to others by a being more powerful than themselves. And far, far too few will give thanks and praise to the one true God, the one who created all things, sustains all things, and who has redeemed all people by the suffering and death of His Son, Jesus Christ. Yet this God that we worship and we confess, the same God who sustained the Israelites through all things and was confessed by Moses in our first lesson from Deuteronomy tonight, The same God has blessed all people, grateful or not. God showed His abundant grace through Jesus by healing all of these lepers. In the same way, God blesses all people in various ways, including those who are ungrateful and those who do not believe in Jesus. Notice first and foremost that Jesus did not wait for any thanks before healing these men. He acted first. God always takes the initiative with us, whether we notice it or we don't. But also notice here that faith does play a very key role in their healing. All ten of these men had some degree of confidence in Jesus, else they would not have stood there by the side of the road calling out to Him for mercy. Likewise, There was an element of trust and hope or they would not have responded to Jesus' instructions to go and to show themselves to the priests as the Old Testament law required of those healed of leprosy. These men were healed in the very act of following Jesus' word. To the one who would return to give thanks, Jesus said, your faith has made you well. Actually, the words that Jesus spoke in that verse could possibly be more accurately translated, your faith has saved you. For Christians, Thanksgiving ought to have a special significance far above and beyond that experienced by unbelievers. Although the American holiday might have some of its origins in a Christian community grateful for their preservation through difficult and deadly times, to varying degrees, it's been hijacked both by secular, commercial, and political entities over the years. But that doesn't mean that we, the church, has to surrender Thanksgiving, however. Our gathering this evening gives us an opportunity to contemplate the the many, many blessings, both manifestly miraculous and merely mundane, which have come to us by God's gracious and generous hand. Some of you may do this tomorrow as you gather with family and friends for that special meal, but let's take a moment to consider and to mentally list just a few of the blessings we have received. What physical miracles have happened in your life? Not just those things that have been given to preserve and protect and to heal your own body, but any tangible thing. How have they come to you? Did God just make them appear in your life one day, zapping them to your doorstep with a let there be? Or did He provide them to you through your knowledge and skills and labors? Or through the labors of many, many others who you may never meet, much less thank? We can be thankful for even the seemingly routine things of life. We shouldn't take for granted even the fact that we're alive and we can come here tonight. We shouldn't take for granted our jobs, our schools, those people that we see and interact with every day, even the ones that we don't like so much. The hand of God is in and upon all of these. Consider also those things that God faithfully and consistently provides without ceasing, even when our prayers about them may be infrequent and faltering. Give us this day our daily bread. Thy will be done. Deliver us from evil. Lead us not into temptation. Forgive us our sins. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. Let thy holy angel be with me that the evil foe may have no power over me." Do we only give prayers about our problems and not for the solutions that often come even before we know that the problems exist? Do we only give thanks for that which we notice and not those things that we don't? Do we pray and give thanks for those things that are going just fine? those hidden and those forgotten miracles also still come from God. We usually remember the special events in our lives for which we ought to give thanks. Those times when the mercy and the power and the love of God are apparent. Births. Healings. Confirmations. Graduations. Weddings and the like but do we thank Him often for the blessed deaths of those who have died clinging to Christ and the eternal joy in which they now dwell? Do we consider that our safe arrival here this evening was not a matter of dumb luck or good automotive engineering or our superior driving skills, but the shield that the Lord has extended around us to preserve us until the time of His choosing? I know, you have come here this evening to thank God for His many gifts, certainly. And that, that thanks, that arises out of the faith that He has given to you. That faith which is itself a miracle. A spiritual gift for which we ought to be immensely grateful. Jesus asked, were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? He was asking His disciples just as He asks us about the proper response to the gifts that He has given. All ten received His healing. Only one responded in thanksgiving. All have received His redemption on the cross. Yet most reject the gift of salvation which that redemption offers. Lots of people around us receive many of the same earthly gifts that we have received. In some cases, they have even received more and better gifts than we. Yet many will not express any thanksgiving to God for these blessings, whether it be out of ignorance, out of pride, or both. It's not our place to condemn them any more than it is for us to condemn those nine lepers who did not return to give thanks to Jesus. Instead, we pray in thanksgiving for the faith God has given us which enables us to give that thanks. We pray for forgiveness for the many times when we too have been ungrateful or oblivious to His blessings. We also pray that the ungrateful will be given their very own miracle and gift. The greatest gift. Saving faith in Jesus. And we pray that all of those who have received that gift will continually thank and praise God in Jesus' name for all of their blessings. Our giving of thanks is a message not only to God, but to others as well. Seeing the hand of God behind all of the blessings that we received, we are confessing our faith each time others see our appreciation to the Lord. They see it when churches are lighted and parking lots are filled with cars on Wednesday nights in November. They see it when we bow our heads and fold our hands over meals in lunchrooms and in restaurants. They hear it when we give glory and thanksgiving to the Lord for even the most ordinary blessings of daily life. We rejoice not only in the gifts that He gives, but especially in the relationship that we enjoy with Him, the Giver. Our show of thanks, both verbally and visually, is an invitation for others to share in that relationship that bond that we have with God in and through Christ Jesus. On Sunday, I reminded all of you that in front of God we are, as Luther said, beggars, one and all. Tonight I might include that we are also lepers, one and all. Our thankfulness expresses the reality that we do not deserve the gifts that we receive. We are blessed with undeserved love grace through and through. Even our ability to be be thankful is a gift from God. Only by the Holy Spirit do we have the faith which, which leads us to recognize these gifts and praise the Giver. He has given us everything out of His unlimited love. Therefore, we, like that Samaritan leper, we kneel before Jesus in repentance, in confession, in prayer, in thanksgiving, and in receiving the further blessing of His body and blood for the forgiveness of our sins. Our thanksgiving originates in God's grace, and it leads us back to God's grace. Not knowing what God has in store for us in this life around the next corner or over the next hill, we are called to trust and to depend only upon Christ's death and resurrection for us. In that trust, in that faith, we are freed from our hopeless attempts to save ourselves or to generate our own blessings and also from taking credit for any of our own achievements. Rather than pat ourselves on the back, we throw ourselves on the ground before the Lord, begging for mercy, receiving grace, and thanking God who has saved us through His Son. Having the opportunity to give thanks to God provides us with a blessing on top of all of the other blessings. When we, like the Samaritan, come here and fall before Jesus and thank Him for His gifts, we once again see His grace. Our ability to offer Him thanks springs out of the fountain of His blood found at the foot of the cross. And then it leads us out into the world. There we remember all of God's goodness and all of His blessings, great and small. And we give Him thanksgiving. And with that thanksgiving, we lead others to Jesus and to the foot of that cross. May God keep your hearts thankful for all of your blessings, even as He keeps you thankful for your salvation and trusting in it now and always. In Jesus' name, Amen.